It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hockey fans, we're not calling this an emergency press conference. We're calling this an emergency Carolina Premier Hockey informational, baby. We got ourselves a session with two of the biggest beauticians in the game of hockey. Two guys who are taking the game of hockey, the sport of hockey in Carolina, and taking it to new heights. These guys are growing the game in a way that you've never seen before in Carolina. And before we bring them in, I got to bring in another guy who's also mustachioed in the offseason like myself. My right-hand man, Mike Consiglieri, Montfrey from another yeah. America, Lucas Jones. What's going on, baby? Tell you what, having a mustache is great until all of a sudden you have to go back to Minnesota and the temperature is for some reason 30 degrees in the middle of what should be summer. Um, but, you know, a couple of tough guys here. No problem at all. Absolutely worth it. And, you know, these guys have to be special, Dan, because we welcome them onto the show and neither of them has a mustache. So you know that they are they are one of a kind because we're breaking the rules by letting them on here. Breaking the rules, but you know what? Our number one rule is when we love a program, when we love what's going on in the game of hockey to develop young athletes into the next level of the game, we want to highlight it. We want to spotlight it. And today is an opportunity to highlight and spotlight the work being done with Carolina Premier Hockey. We've got President Ryan Crothers. I almost said the fake name that we made up for <laughs> live on the air. And we've got Executive Director Troy Schwab. You know these guys well from the Charlotte Rush, one of the winningest programs in junior hockey history out here at the Tier 3 level. These guys are growing the game in Carolina. First off, President Crothers, I'll call you here to start it off. Talk to me, Carolina Premier Hockey. Why are we all here today? What are we talking about, man? Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us. You guys have been big supporters of uh, of our program here. Uh, you got to call uh, an intense uh, 2011 game a few years back um, that all of our kids loved. And Dan K is a household name, the Dan K Show in Charlotte. Um, so we appreciate that and your support. And um, for us, it's... Uh, our programs, even from last time you saw it, we've, we've gone from two teams our first year to four teams to nine teams last year. And um, sometimes growth is good. Sometimes you, you learn a lot through the growing pains. But um, one thing that hasn't changed for us is our is our development model. And I think um, that's a really important piece for kids in the Carolinas, uh, something that we've brought here. You know, we feel like we've we woke up Carolina hockey uh you know, shortly after COVID there by by taking over uh, what used to be the junior checkers and, and working with their old staff to to bring a real development model on a pathway. You know, we had the junior, the junior checkers had a really good thing going on with their AAA program. Um, and then, you know, there was just a bunch of just hockey kind of going on and no real plan behind it. And we feel like we brought a plan um, both developmentally and um, organizationally that that hasn't been done here before. And and we always judge everything by your haters, and we feel like we've gotten uh, more and more of those, so we must be doing something right. Um, programs have been created to go against us, uh, you know, combining organizations and teams to go against just what we were doing and just doing our thing. So we know yeah. we're doing something right. Um, our players are getting better. Our players are making select teams in the spring and summer. Um, you know, there's levels in which we don't offer AAA hockey, you know, where they're getting – uh, roster spots and making teams either out of market or down the road with Jocelyn with the Hurricanes um, and still training with us. So, 
again, most important thing for us is development and making sure these kids are ready when it, when it truly does matter. Um, yeah. And we're doing that and we're enjoying every minute of it. And it's, it's been great. And now Schwabi, man, you're one of my favorites behind the bench. You're one of our greatest interviewees of all time. And you're kind of taking a bigger role on here with this Carolina Premier Hockey team. And these young athletes are going to get access to some of the best coaching in the game. Can you kind of talk to us about your background? You've been behind a couple big benches. You've been on a couple big sheets of ice. Kind of talk to us about what, what the folks are getting when they walk into a Troy Schwab building here. Yeah, you know, I, I guess thanks for jumping on here and, and having a quick conversation with us. You guys are always great time to uh to interact with and, and have conversations with even when you are on my bench and, and things don't go the, the way i like them to go but um yeah you know i think with with carolina premier hockey this year and um you know when we got into it three years ago behind the scenes and, and the business side i've always been pretty involved and you know i think going into this year um by taking a, a step back with the rush will kind of allow me to almost take a step forward a little bit more here with with cph and and be more involved on on an everyday basis and um you know making sure the business side runs the way it needs to run but but also the hockey side you know it'll allow me to to be on the ice maybe a little bit more than i have been here um over the last 12 months um get myself you know, from a development side involved with, with more teams, right. I, I think I pride myself. I, I am a coach. Um, I've been around some very good coaches, um, you know, over the course of my playing career and my coaching career, you know, from my, my college days at, at Lake Superior to, to my professional days to, you know, even when I got into a started coaching in, in Greenville and ECHL and, you know, having the ability to go to some American league camps and been around some really good people. And, um, a lot of really good teachers, right? So I think that I'm a, I'm a little bit more than just a coach. I'm a teacher. I'm a developer on the ice. And and for me, in our program and our players, um, me being a little bit more fully involved here this year or going into this year, um, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be an added benefit here for for CPH and and for our players um, in the long run. And you know, our biggest thing is is the development, right? Development of the person, the people, you know, on the ice or off the ice, and you know, over the last three years, I think we've done it really well. Um, we've put a lot of players in a lot of different positions and um, to have success, whether it be summer or whether it be different opportunities looking to move on. Um, a lot of it comes back from our development model and the way we develop players. Yeah. And Ryan, you look at it, you've got a great coaching background yourself. You've coached all levels. You played at all levels of this game. You played professionally. You talk about this time in a hockey player's career where they would be signing up with cph they would be playing with them as guys who are who are well known in the junior game the dan k show right we're, we're around the junior level we're around the, the collegiate level of this sport talk to us about the cph experience maybe is there building opportunities can guys come in from outside of charlotte how does this all work with carolina premier what do you guys got going on yeah so it's I think the the unique thing, right, I, I grew up in Long Island and, and grew up in New York and, and played youth hockey and, and got to play my junior hockey at home. I didn't have to leave. Um, and I stayed with the same organization my whole youth career. I played for the Nassau County Lions from mites until juniors. Um, and I had everything I needed right there. And, you know, um, there was other teams and, you know, six, seven teams on Long Island. And one parent is trying to build a super team with the Gulls. And, hey, do you want to come over and this and that? And I know what uh, my family didn't have background in hockey. Um, and I'm thankful for that uh, a little bit. Um, but my dad just believed in, you know, being with your program and being loyal and doing that. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that we've brought here is, um, the perception in Carolina has been you got to run all over and and you talking in general, you want to be on these super teams. 
at the end of the day, now sitting where I sit coaching, whether it's the Ross or Sioux Falls, we have our draft today in the USHL. Um, nobody cares, right? I, I, there's not, we've done research on probably over 300 players to prepare for today's draft with Sioux Falls. And not once in those interactions have we asked what their record was in peewees or how many points they had in squirts. Um, just we care about the player that's available to us right now. And the only thing that matters is um, what they invested in early in their careers. And that that probably was a coach that they believed in or whatever, whatever it is. And we feel like we've brought that to the Carolinas where kids don't have to leave. And to your point, we have kids leaving traditional markets similar to how we started the rush. They want to move down here and, and, and play. You know, Troy's 2018, we just had tryouts. You know, he's he's going to have five, six players billeting here at the 2008 birth year. Um, yeah. Kids from Europe, kids from Texas, kids from New York, Connecticut. Um, and that's not necessarily um, how we envisioned it when we started, but we're just continuing to conform and whatever's best for the organization. But that also makes our local players that deserve that opportunity um, gives them opportunities to play really good players and sleep in their beds. So we've kind of changed the tide in regards to that. Um, and we got to continue to get better. Um, but what's attractive to these families and players, again, it's not that Troy's 08 team is going to be top 20. I hope they are. And, and we hope they are, but it's that they know that Troy's going to develop them so that when Sioux Falls is looking for a player in a year and two years, we're going to look for guys that developed under Troy. You know, yeah. it's um, it's that development piece. You know, we, we had a conversation with a goalie family the other day and um, our general manager and the other assistant coaches who falls are goalie guys. So that I'm in the office with them and they're watching goalies over and over again. And they bring up this instat and say, OK, uh, what about this game? Uh, he had a shutout. Nope, I don't want to see that. I want to see the one he gave up six. I want to see how he reacted when he gave up two early goals, how did he respond? What was his body language? That's what we're looking at in the draft. Um, and I think what separates us from basically a, a lot of our competition is nobody knows that nobody can develop or prepare their players for that. Cause they've never been in that room. You know, yep. a big, a big knock uh, on the president of CPH is that he always moves. He's off to the next job or that job. Well, yeah, there's, there's truth to that for sure. It's not hard to figure that one out. Um, but I've never not had my finger on the Charlotte rush, Carolina premier hockey, no matter where I am, I've never quit on any of those. What I've done in my opinion is I've enhanced the player experience. Yeah. I'm able to give them access to USHL coaches, NHL coaches, uh, video software, um, different systems and structure, um, draft day analysis. You know, we're looking at a kid from Jocelyn's program in Raleigh, um, for the draft today. Um, and you know what? I spent the day with them preparing them. Okay, what are what are GMs going to ask you? What questions? What are they looking for? How can your game? Well, I can tell you our local competition has no clue because they've never been there. You know, yep. so I think that's where um, CPH is kind of going to. Yeah. Families want their kids to come to, to Charlotte now for the development. And we keep saying development, development, but it truly is. It's not a, it's not a business. It's not a wins losses. It's not national championships at this level for us. It's developing them for when it really does matter. And I think we've proven uh, that, that we've done that. And, and a lot of credit goes to our coaches and the day-to-day -day on the ice. Troy, Troy's on the ice every day. I, it, there's not enough hours in the day. I don't know how he does it, but I don't know if I had an opportunity. Well, I do. I put my kids on the ice 
with Troy and the CPH staff every night. Yep. And I don't care if they win a game for the next two years. doesn't matter. What I care about is that hopefully when I'm in this position I'm in, or maybe a higher one, I hope that Troy developed my kid well enough that he's in the conversation. And I know that I he can sleep in his bed in Charlotte every night and do that. Um, so I think that's what makes us special now in, in our market. Yeah, and I think we look at it as parents a lot of times. You, you see folks get so stuck on the win and loss. You see folks getting so stuck on, I got to keep swimming up the river, right? I got to keep trying to find that next best raft that I'm going to land on. And what we need to understand is sometimes we spend so much time swimming up the river that we forget to learn how to swim, right? We forget to let these guys really develop. And what we need in any development structure, whether we're talking about baseball, a place I started off at, or, or hockey, a place where you guys are working hard, what we need is that shell to kind of grow into, right? We're, we're all kind of growing into our game each and every day. When we get too many voices in the room, it can be tough. It's tough to change teachers throughout a school year, right? Anybody who's moved a student midway through a year can tell you it's tough to all of a sudden have a different teaching style in that room for you. What I look at when I look at what you guys do and, and when I look at any situation when parents ask us about what the best choices are, I always say I, I don't know anything about cars, but I know a car salesman. Right. I know when someone's trying to sell me one, I might not know what the bells and whistles are, or what they mean. And, and the big thing with these these youth programs, with programs like CPH or others around the country, it's the need to understand who's going to be in your corner down the road. Ryan joking around last night, a former player of yours. I won't name him because I just refused to. <laughs> he, he won a game against my New York Rangers last night in game seven, put out a shutout. And who's texting him saying, congratulations, I'm happy for you. It's you years down the road from when you saw him between the pipes for you. Schwabi, I look at what you were doing in Charlotte. I look at all this work with the Charlotte Rush you're still doing. And this past season, we jokingly said the team on the ice looked a little bit like Team Iceland when you guys showed up to Nationals with that practice style, right? I said, these guys look like the villains, right? They're ready to come out here and trounce everybody by 20. But that's preparation. That's practice. That's that's routine, right? Talk to me about the importance for – you've got some young hockey skaters in your house. Ryan's got some in his. The importance of what you guys put on the ice every day in front of these players and that shell that you are creating for these guys to grow into. Talk to me about what a day in the life of a CPH athlete looks like. Well, I, you know, I think just the first thing to mention, you're talking about the practice and, and the habits and right. A lot of detail goes into us showing up every day to, to put on a practice, put on a skill session, put on a power skating clinic, whatever it may be. Right. Like um, we're not just showing up at the rink unprepared, jump on the ice. Okay. What are we doing? Right. I mean, every the start of every week, you know, we have five sessions, the, the plans are made, right? Like we know what we're doing on a, on a Thursday, on a Monday already. Right. So the preparation is there um, to put our kids, our players in the best possible position, right? We care about what the end goal is, right? What's your path? What's your end goal? Where do you want to get with it? Um, to get to your end goal, the development is the most important part right? To, to learn the skills, to learn the hockey IQ. Um, and that's what we put our time in. That's what we invest in um, is so those players can get to their end goal. Their end goal as a 12 year old isn't December 1st, right? Their end goal is, is years down the road. So we're doing what we need to do from a development side every single day and, and making sure that we're prepared and 
we're talking to people, we're learning new skills, we're uh, trying different things, we're, we're evolving ourselves as coaches, right? We're trying to understand different aspects of the game so we can put it towards our players down the road. Um, you know, I know we talked about, you know, my 2018 this year, right? I mean, extremely fortunate for the players, extremely fortunate for myself that Jordy Kinnear, who's, you know, the AHL head coach has been a pro hockey coaching for 20 plus years. I mean, we could go down the list of defensemen and players that he's worked with to get to the NHL level. I mean, he's going to be helping our, our 2008 team um, from a coaching perspective, from a video perspective. Well, in return, like that's helping me in developing my hockey IQ, which now is going down to all eight other teams that we have. Right. So that's the preparation. That's the the development that our coaches are constantly doing. Um, as coaches, we're constantly having conversations. We're sharing videos. You know, it's just a trickle-down effect to continue to help our players' development. So, um, you know, I guess the one answer and to what your your question, I guess, is, you know, we're putting in the work to make sure that we're prepared so we can properly prepare our players um, for, for their end goal, for their journey. Now, Troy, when when you talk about the experience that, that – obviously both of you have in in the junior game, but yourself specifically and the experiences you had with the rush the past few seasons, how much of that, that rush culture development is, is applicable to these younger players? I mean, obviously there is an age gap, right? But is there something to be said? Is there an advantage for the years that you spent on a junior bench when it comes now to talking about the CPH program and what you're able to provide? Yeah, because I, I think, right, those experiences and that knowledge at, at the junior level, at the pro level, um, you know, I, I can lean on or I can help or I can use those experiences to help these kids, right? But, you know, I think the one big thing that, you know, with the rush and at the junior level and the culture that that is within the rush and, you know, we're trying to install with, with CPH and, you know, the rush have been doing it for seven, eight years, right? CPH has gone from two to four to nine and we took over double A program. So it's a little bit um, going to take a little bit longer, right? It's a little bit more time to kind of get the program and get the culture where we want it to be. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, every day showing up to work. Um, didn't matter what day it was, a Tuesday or a Friday when I was coaching the rush that so we made sure that they showed up to work, right? Because if you show up and you put in the work, whether it's for 60 minutes or 75 minutes, um, you're going to develop, you're going to get better, right? And then the other thing is to consistently do the right things. Every single day when you're at the rink, when you're away from the rink, I mean, it starts with, you know, the the rush, the making the bed in the morning. I, you know, I know a lot of people kind of look at us and, and kind of chuckle, but I, I mean, my seven-year-old makes his bed in the morning, right? It's consistently every single day doing the right things. And, um, you know, that's part of development as a as a person, right? So we care a lot about the development as a, as a player, right? We're, we're a hockey program. We care a lot about the development of the person and doing things the right way every single day. And that's the culture that we had with the rush that, you know, it's kind of a trickle down to the culture that's slowly starting to be built with, with CPH. Now you did just mention triple or double A, excuse me. And this question could be for either of you ever feels like they want to take it. But I, I think there's maybe some confusion in the space, right? Where, you know, especially if you have parents who this might be their, their first hockey child, right. Or guardians who might be, you know, helping to raise a, a hockey player, you talk about things like single A, double A, triple A, and there might be some confusion about what that means. What do those monikers mean and and how does the CPH program fall into that mix? So I could start and try to jump in at any moment, but it's weird. So like tier one is triple A and that's supposed to be the highest. And a lot of families chase letters and this and that and 
believe it or not, we don't we don't necessarily care about the letter. It's just developing at the right level and what's best for the player. Now, what's different is obviously there's, you know, the the governing body side of it and things that come into play where, you know, for us, the only program we could get was a triple A program. So that's where we started with two. Um, and we did the two and then we went to the four and we had success with 50% of them at the triple A level. Um, it's tough. What's different between this and the rush is you can't, you can't get a bunch of 12 year olds to move here. Um, you'll get a couple of crazy families. I want to drive eight hours and, and do that. Um, I don't think that's great for development either to be a little kid in the car driving all over just so you can say you play triple A. Um, I think it's about finding the best coach to develop you um, at whatever level that might be. But then we did it. We did a really good job and our ring came to us and said, Hey, um, you guys did a, uh, did a great job. Like what you guys do on the ice, this, that, would you want to take over our double A and single A program? And um, we didn't, I don't think we knew what we were getting into. We did a little bit, but a whole bunch of things happened obviously. And, um, last year was our first time. Double A is just a you know a step down. Triple A is more natural birth year. All the kids are the same age. Um, then there's some mixed birth years before hitting, uh, and then Double A is just a step below that, and A below that just comes with a little more commitment. Triple A team practices more. You know, for us, it's not about the games; it's the practice. So they get the video coach more. Um, they get the off ice workouts a little bit more. So just it's just a little bit more of a commitment to development. Uh, and you're surrounded by stronger players, which naturally we think makes you better. Um, in our marketplace here, you know what, going to double A and growing so fast, um, you know, it, it comes with its bumps and bruises. You know, I think a hard thing we learned last year at tryout season was like we cut kids because we were getting better at the triple A level. So we had to cut kids. Well, those kids were pissed off at us, you know, so you know what, them going to our double A, unless they really saw that that's like the development, well, then you have another program saying, well, come play double A for us, our double A team's better. Okay, so then those people leave. Okay, you missed you missed the key point. It, it was the development again. Okay, so then they'll go to another team and that team will, will beat up on our double A team. Okay, perfect. Again, you guys have better players or whatever it might be, development. And I thought what we thought was really cool was that our players we cut from AAA were all of a sudden these hot commodities at AA level. Okay, so we must have developed them well enough, right? Whereas the year before when we took these players on our team, we were crucified saying they think they're AAA, but they're taking single-A players. I can't believe they're doing that. Okay, well, then all of a sudden now you want these players because we developed them. We feel that way. So it's a really muddy marketplace. Um, and like Troy mentioned, we're we're just starting. I mean, our numbers at the the super young levels, the 2014s, 2015s, like those are the kids that you're really going to get to see how CPH developed. Like even my own son at the 2011, like we got those kids at squirts. You know, some of these kids we have in our program now, we got them when they first put on their skates. So it's going to be cool. Plus, Troy's got kids at that level and that age as well. Um, so they're they're getting this high end coaching and and development. So as you're a parent and you're trying to figure it out. I don't think the A necessarily matters. Eventually it does at some point, but triple A, double A, single A, go where you're going to get the development. So you become that triple A player. And, uh, you know, we had our triple A tryouts this past weekend. We have our double A tryouts coming up. The amount of players that took that next step from double A to triple A was awesome to see because 
that means we were developing. You know, they didn't just make the team. Uh, we had a cup kiss. And if we had a cup kiss, that means we had to make decisions. And we had to make decisions based off level of play. And we did that. And some kids keep going like this. Some kids go up and down. But um, we again, everything for us goes back to development and playing at the appropriate level, at the appropriate age. And, um, you know, we're figuring it out at the double A. We weren't just going to get 90 kids. And when we took over, they weren't just going to become great hockey players because they were wearing CPH, you know. But I think something that we've took on is um, – kind of having the highest end at AAA and then having A teams, people get confused. Like, well, CPH isn't really that great. It was no different than when the youth program in Charlotte went to the rush. The rush were like at the top of the top at the time. And then I was getting phone calls and we had nothing to do with the youth other than they just used our logo and name. And they're like, well, we played your 16 U team last year and they were terrible. Like, why would I want to play juniors? They were like, whoa, it's completely different. So I think we fell into that territory with CPH a little bit this year. Um, but, you know, we, we believe in, in what we're doing and what our coaches are doing and the access that they have at any level. You know, there's some kids that will be A players this year and AAA next year just because they got a great coach or they believed in. Um, and like Troy alluded to, they have access to everything. You know, every drill that I do in Sioux Falls goes on a shared network with our CPH coaches. And it's the video, it's the X's and O's, how to do the drill, where the drill is appropriate. And then, you know what we unfortunately lost? And I was in the car and I can make it for a skill session this past Thursday. And Troy already had his plan made. And I'm like, Troy, can I can I do some of the skating stuff that I picked up? Let me know what you think. And then he's like, yeah, perfect. We adjust the plan, but we're having those conversations. And then I did some drills I've never done before in Charlotte. And Troy's going, well, why would you do it this way? What if we did it this way, this way? That's the coaching development and the language we use. And um, our A coaches have it. Our AAA coaches have it because we are one family trying to develop. So when it really matters and these parents that are investing a ton of money want to get the reward at the end, whether it's junior hockey, NHL, college, or just being a good human being, um, we feel like we're, we're putting in the investment for their time and, and money. Yeah, and I think one of the things that, you hear from the NCAA level in all sports, not just hockey, but in, in hockey for sure, is that a lot of these guys get to the collegiate ranks and they haven't faced adversity, right? We're always just moving. And with the transfer portal at the college level being more filled than ever and more open than ever, you're seeing the same thing happen there where the moment we hit that road, you talk about a player getting cut, right? The moment we hit that road where we're told, hey, we're not one of the best 20, or we're not one of the best 10, or we're not one of the best five, we just turn and we go find someone else to tell us that we are. And the goal has to be at this level to continue to develop, develop ourselves until we are that number. We can all get there. We can all work hard and get to that level of skill, that level of ability if we put in that work and that effort. But if we just move to the next person that tells us we're good enough, we'll always be just that, just good enough, right? And, and that's a big key. I look at Luke Remini, who was a goalie who was 16 years old at the junior level playing for the Buffalo Stampede last year. This kid saw a thousand more shots than any other netminder in the country. And his parents asked me, is this a problem? Is this bad? I said, no, this guy's a thousand shots on goal ahead of any other 16 year old playing junior hockey right now. He goes to Wilkes-Barre this past season and he, he's got a 1.74 and a 9.3 saves percentage seeing half the shots, right? This kid's battle tested. He's been through adversity and he stuck through it. He stuck it out. So Troy, I kind of, I kind of want to ask you, uh, what's the advantage of, sticking to 
maybe a double A offer when I thought I should be playing triple A or, or maybe being downgraded a bit in my mind on the line I'm playing on, or maybe being a backup net minder somewhere. What, what are some of the positives that come with these acceptances of adversity as I call them? Well, I don't think adversity is a bad thing, right? I think you can really grow from, from adversity and, and become a better you know, person for it down the road in life. I mean, when you're 35 years old, 37 years old, you have adversity every single day still, right? So, you know, you're able to learn those um, lessons at a young age, but it also makes you work harder, right? So, you know, if you're, you didn't make a triple A team and now you're at the double A level, uh, I mean, go to work, right? Um, you know, everybody talks about always having a chip on their shoulder, right? Like that's where you get those chips on your shoulder. It makes you work harder, right? Get makes you get more, um, dedicated to things right makes you get more involved in things because if, if you really want it you're going to become better um but again like it doesn't matter if it's triple a or double a or, or single a it's it's all about the path right like where's the end goal where's your best option right now to get you to your end goal um you know and obviously we we firmly believe that you know whether it's double a or single a or triple a you know cph when we're talking hockey is the best market you know or is the best op option um but it's all about where your end goal is going to be right so even if you have adversity it's good to overcome adversity it's good to battle adversity um put yourself in a very good position to overcome that adversity right so um for us again we still feel that that cph is that option even at the double a because we strongly believe in our development you know, our players that come to us and, and end up playing double A or they play single A, they develop and they take huge strides in their develop so much so that, you know, their development is noticed um, at other buildings or other markets or when they go to tournaments, right? People can tell that that they're developing with CPH. Um, and we firmly believe that whether it's double A or, or single A or triple A, and it doesn't matter, just stick with the proper channels for, for your development. And you look at it, you, you have platforms like this national platforms talking about you but you also you play on national and international platforms as well i, I think you guys got a little bit of a uh, world level uh, adventure ahead of you guys next week ryan why don't you, you let the folks in on that a little bit what's going on next week yeah so the world the world youth uh championships are in philadelphia next week and um this is the the first year that we'll have age eligible players for this event um and it's exciting. Troy has a handful of guys from his 2018 that that were invited to play uh, on this world stage. It's a it's a tournament that we've won in the past uh, as a staff. I think there's a picture cir circulating somewhere. It's you know Troy, um, uh, Dibs, Ray, myself, uh, Ozzy, just our whole family of coaches that we talk about that are all over, and we come together and have these spring summer teams. But the world youth is. Uh, it's a pretty special event. Um, our teams have had multiple Division One guys, NHL draft picks, and Joey Muldowney, and um, some others as well. But um, Troy's got a handful of guys on the CPH team and, and guys that have been in the C CPH program that are going to be playing for us at the World Championships this weekend, and um, that's exciting for us. And and that just goes back to you know the development, but also surrounding yourself with people. Um, that you trust that can help you get to where you want to go. And we're helping those kids get to where they want to go. Um, but also like anything in life, there's connections, you know, it's who, you know, and, and what, you know, and um, Matt Dibble's got a great program with rock city. And, um, but you know, like I coached rock city was it two years ago. We won a Troy and I ended up off of that team. I ended up drafting three or four of those kids. Um, 
for the, the North American League. I didn't know who they were. But going to the World Youth and coaching them, now I got to know them as a player, but as a person, right? So I opened up these doors. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, I want them on my team. And then next thing you know, fast forward, this year, all those kids are in the USHL, all beating me for the most part and scoring and whatever. But they're all connected. They know what CPA is. They know who we are. You know, uh, Tony Gasparini is our GM in Sioux Falls. He did a Zoom with CPH, 17 years in the NHL, two Stanley Cups. Um, you know, Jordy Kinnear, probably one of the best developers in hockey, on the ice with our kids almost daily. Um, so it's just like special things like that and experiences. And then, you know what? Maybe there is five or six players that are better than maybe our five or six or whatever. But you know what? They train with us. They develop with us. And we're giving them and getting them those opportunities. It's going to be the same thing when it comes to college and it comes to the USHL draft and stuff like that. You know, uh, I feel like the, the most popular guy in the world today because the draft's going on. And all these guys I haven't heard from in three years, they want to be best friends again today because they they need a favor. They want a guy drafted. They they want me to watch video. They want me to push a, a name. Okay, well, when it comes between that player in a couple of years and our CPH player, I know who's getting it. I know who's getting the edge. Um but it's also because I know how they're going to play and how they're going to act. Like Troy said, there's so many times we wanted to develop players where, you know, like you would be able to tell back in the day that kid played for little Caesars. They're, they're a powerhouse. You can tell by the way he skated, the way that they played, that's a little Caesars kid and their colors stood out. We wanted that when we created CPH. Now it's funny. I'll get calls from guys I played with or coaches go, man, I, there's this kid out there. He's got a stripe on his helmet. His details are unbelievable. And I think that's, you know, we're not going to make players a thousand times faster or their shots a thousand times harder. You know, it's going to take time to do that. But the details of the game, where they're positioning, how they should play, um, their body language, how they conduct themselves. Um, it's cool to get those messages. I know Troy got to the guy the other day. who was like, I can tell right away in Charlotte who plays at CPH and who doesn't by their stick details, their positioning, the way they go through their reps. Um, so that that's cool for us. And, uh, really cool next week in Philly to see these guys on the world stage uh, and how they perform and how they represent CPH. So, yeah, we're excited for that. Now, before we get to closing this thing out, I, I do want to ask, I mean, at this age level, how much recruiting should I be experiencing as a parent or a player? How, how much should that be happening? I feel like at this age, it seems ridiculous, right? And we get into such a world of transactions and moving guys and we want to feel like pros when we're 12 or 11 or 13 but like what should this landscape look like where where am i seeing the wrong things about my parent what should i be guarded against like how should this look at this level oh it's a loaded question uh trey i can go um you know we didn't know we've been recruiting i think that's where we're really good right we recruit high-end talent um I think with our resumes and background and our and our development plan, we could sit in front of anyone and recruit them. I never thought in a million years we'd have to start recruiting at 10 years old. Um, you know what? And, and you're recruiting against. We haven't recruited. We haven't had to. We don't feel we have to. Now we're learning and, and we're probably going to have to start recruiting. And that's no problem. It's something we're really good at. Um but we just thought the proof was kind of in the pudding, the way our our players are. But, you know, you got programs that offer free hockey, free goalie gear. Uh, you got, you know, uh, false promises made all over. You got people that tell you they're going to be this team or that team. 
again, for us, it goes back to development. I think we've learned we do have to sell our program uh, maybe a little more. Um, but it kind of goes against what we just believe in this development and it's youth hockey. It's they're 10, 12, 14. You know, we have, we've had kids in our program that are captains that play more than anyone else in the program and they quit. Like if they're quitting, I don't know what else more we can do. I mean, I, I mean, so I think for us, it's, it's finding that balance of, are we really going to get on a call and try and recruit a 12 year old and start offering free things that you like, we don't want to devalue who we are and what we are. And the ones that want to play in our program and believe in it, they're going to get the benefits at the end. This, this stuff in the middle, it actually doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, it matters if you develop, doesn't matter if you win a game, doesn't matter if you score a goal. Um, but I'll let Troy add to it. Um, we never thought we'd have to recruit a single AA hockey player to our program. Um, and now I think we're getting into that uh, that crazy hockey parent landscape. Yeah, I think it's – we're slowly learning, right? I mean, last year, you know, we we kind of had a, a tough year going into double-A and, and single-A. We didn't have local ice for tryouts. We were traveling down to uh, to Columbia for for practices and or for tryout ice just – it was uh, it was a little bit different of a situation, and now we're going into this year, and you know we're slowly finding out that I guess from an organizational perspective, maybe we got to start recruiting. We got to start calling kids. Um, we got to start recruiting kids that that have been in our development process, you know, for two years and have taken great strides um, because they're getting things elsewhere. They're getting um, you know whether it be discounted hockey or or goalie pads like one kid got or um, you know just promises of, of certain things right we're just kind of in a situation where you know as an organization we're gonna have to take a look at it and be like okay do we have to start having conversations with 12 13 14 year old kids where um, you know our goal and has always been and, and our focus has always been on the development right we we put so much time and effort to the on ice product um, you know, and putting so much time and effort into what the summer and, and fall looks like for the on ice product that, you know, we're in a situation now where we're losing some kids um, that have developed under us, right. Have, have done very good things under us um, and are going to play, you know, double A or single A um, for reasons that in our opinion, don't aren't the correct reasons. It's not about the development at the end of the day. And for us, it'll still always be about the development. So um you know, that's kind of the situation. We got to do a little bit more recruiting here going forward. Um, as an organization, I guess it's, uh, you're always growing, you're always learning lessons. And, and that's one of the things that we're gonna have to take a hard look at how we, how we handle it going forward. Now, gentlemen, as we get into our final portion of the show here, our parting words that we have with all of our guests. I know Lucas is usually pretty eloquent in this section, but I'll start with him. He might take a lot of our time away. Lucas, do you have words on this one? I feel like you should have parting words on this one. Do you? I mean, I, I actually, oh, actually he's do. Talking. I actually he's do talking. have right. some parting words here. I mean, so, Mr. Academic on here. That's Mr. That's, Worldwide, the pit bull of the Dan Cole. <laughs> Take it away. Uh, I mean, kind of Mr. Academic kind of fits in here, right? I mean, you're, when you talk about kids from this age range, right, development is the key. And it, it literally is reps, right? Whether it's from my angle as a, as a tutor, I have I have students who I hand the 500 math problem packet to because they just need the reps on multiplication division for hockey. It's all about getting minutes. Stan and I talk about that all the time. You have to go to the place where you're going to play, where they're going to develop you, where they're going to give you the time, where they're going to give you the personal attention, because that is what develops 
children at, at this age and young men as they continue to grow and young men and women as the game continues to grow. So to have a program that offers the opportunity for development, offers the opportunity for ice time that will that will give you a straight answer if you ask for one, right? We'll tell you the best place for you, the best situation for you based on development. As I prefer Mr. Academic to Mr. Worldwide, I don't feel like I can live up to the the moniker of, of Pitbull. Um, that's uh, that, that's my advice here. And then having worked with these two coaches a, a lot over the, the tenure of the Dan K show, I, I certainly think that, that you're going to get that. And that is something that is not just based off of this, this video or this audio podcast you've listened to, but based off their years of experience and a track record of success and development. Yeah. And, and we look at it, Schwabi, I'll go to you next year for your parting words, maybe a little bit about how I can try out, maybe how I can learn more. How can I get in touch with, with, uh, executive director Troy Schwab about playing with Carolina Premier Hockey. Yeah, I think, well, coming up this weekend is, is our tier two or double A and single A tryouts, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All our information's on on the website at Carolina Premier Hockey. Um, pretty sure my contact information is on there as well. So, you know, I just think if players out there are looking for the the best option to continue to develop to, to help them get to where their end goal is, um, you know, I think CPH is, is the right option for them, um, especially in, in the market we're in with what we're offering. Um, we feel strongly about where we're at. Um, and the development, again, is, is always at the forefront. And we're going to do whatever we can to, to put these these kids in, in the right position um, going forward to, to help their development to get to that end goal. So it's all about development. It's all about where their end goal is going to be. Speaking of that end goal, Ryan, you've got the USHL draft to go get to. We're holding you up from that. Why don't you talk about uh, a little bit of your parting words? What do you got for the folks? Yeah, just you know, off of what you guys all said, um, I think what's important um, is going where you're gonna gonna develop. We keep using that word, but you know, as as you just said that, I, I got a message here from a former ECHL coach of mine, you know, Drake Berhowski, and um, you know, Drake, I'm. I haven't got the next message, but I'm sure it's about his son because he's got a pretty good son that's playing up in Detroit now. So I'm sure he's looking to, for me to, to help get something done for his son here today. Um, and I think that's what's nice about our program is that you're connected all the way through. And I think for parents, it's a, it's a matter of taking off the blinders and, and living right in that moment and, and wondering what the real investment is. It's a very expensive sport to play. Um, I don't know. I saw like a... I saw a thing that charged the other day, but I think like we're the cheapest option in our in our region. Um, you know, we don't we don't own a rink. We don't. It doesn't matter if we have five teams, four teams, three teams. We're we're just hockey developers in a hockey program. Um, we don't have to hit a budget. We don't have to hit a quota. We don't have to do anything. We just want to make players hockey uh, uh, players better at hockey and give them opportunities that they've never had before. And we feel we've done that. And then we feel that that's kind of woken up the entire state to be better. Because we want kids to move on and and have dreams. Kids in Carolina should dream of playing Division One and playing in the NHL. And now the dream and the reality is, is you probably don't have to leave at such an early age anymore. It's right here for you. So, you know, as we part, I would, you know, and my advice to families is, is stay local. Keep your kid at home. No one wants to, to lose their kid at 14 to a prep school or 12 to a super team when it doesn't matter at the end of the day. What matters is that they're ready when when today comes in the USHL and their name is called. Um, and I, I don't think there's any other place to do it, you know, especially locally than with us, because we have that ladder of development uh, and that pathway. 
and we'll do whatever it takes to get you there. So uh, we're excited about the future. I know Thursday night we're going to hold uh, an open Zoom for anyone that wants information or to do something similar to this and ask us questions about how and how we're going to do it. But for parents, uh, if you're making this investment and it's a long-term investment, uh, invest in the development. Don't invest in the the two trophies you might win during the year or the the turkey bowl or the, the Christmas extravaganza. Because I haven't asked one kid leading up to today's USHL draft if they ever won the turkey shootout uh, in Pee Wee's. So um, go where the development is. And uh, and I hope that is with us because um, we're starting to see it uh, as our other guys get older and get opportunities around the world. Um, the proof is in the pudding. So so we're excited. And, and really thank you guys for helping shed light uh, on our program and believing in what we do. Well, we certainly do. And what I want parents to know at this age that we're talking about right now, with this Carolina Premier Hockey or, or anywhere else throughout the country that might be listening in right now, at this age, there is still time to win. You're running out of time to develop, right? We need to always be developing our skills and getting to that next level of our personal ability each and every season. That's got to be our first goal at this age, right? The Connor McDavid's of the world, they stand out at this age already, right? You see that guy. You see the next of the next of the next. That guy's always going to be that guy or gal, depending on where you're playing in the country. But for you on your path, you need to worry about your own journey. If I go to the gym each and every day and I've got two people holding each side of the bar for me, I'm not getting stronger. Right. I'm, I'm, I might look like I am. Keep adding weight onto that thing, baby. We've got this as a triumvirate. But Dan K, you let go of that bar. I'm done for. We don't want that in life. Right. We don't want that in our personal development. We want to deal with adversity. We want to look in the eyes of those folks who tell us that we might not be good enough in this moment and say, all right, well, I'm going to show you that I am. And the way that we do that's put in the work. We've got folks like Troy Schwab and Ryan Crothers here working with the Carolina Premier Hockey. There's a reason why we work with these guys. There's a reason why we talk about these guys ad nauseum, whether it's at the junior ranks or, or at this level of the game. They work hard for your kid. They work hard for your family. They're trying to develop that player to be the best person and player they can be, whether it's making their bed every morning when they wake up and get out of bed and doing that first step to every single day or putting that final goal in the back of the net to, to raise a cup at whatever level of the game they're at. That's what they're here for. It's what we're here for, the Dan K Show. You can certainly ask us questions, but I am telling you right now, tune in to that Zoom meeting that you guys got coming up there in Carolina Premier. It is going to be a great opportunity to ask questions, to pick the brains of two guys who have played at the highest level of this game, who have coached at the highest levels of this game, and continue to work up the ladder when Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always hockey night. Carolina Premier Hockey, baby, let's roll. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan Kay Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan Kay Show, head to www.dankayshow.com.